In the modern world we have today of sporting and tactical firearms, hunting firearms, there's so many different options in calibers and configurations, sometimes we can get lost uh, in what is a practical firearm, what is a tactical firearm, and do we need one of each? Or can we get away with owning one firearm, mastering that, and being proficient enough to do all things with one platform. Now this first episode is going to be a little different. Uh, it'll take a little bit longer. I'll do a little introduction on myself, uh, who I am, what Axial Precision is, and what we stand for. My name's Mark LeCue, and I am uh, the lead marketing manager and strategic development person for Axial Precision Rifles. Axial Precision Rifles came onto the scenes about three and a half years ago. We'd spent about five years prior to that in research and development uh, to produce a better bolt-action uh, rifle. Our goal in, in our designs was to take apart or dismantle all of the flaws that were found in modern bolt-action rifles, uh, at least the ones that have been uh, common on the market for the last 20 years. And we disassembled those, found uh, the flaws, the weaknesses, and redesigned uh, a bolt-action that addressed those concerns. Uh, we developed an action where we had three patents, uh, that we were awarded this last year and for those of you who've thought about or have a, a history of the bolt action design uh, they've been around for somewhere in the neighborhood of 130 years and so to get patents awarded uh, was a quite an achievement for us we have what we've designed as an asymmetrical receiver uh, which allows for tighter tolerances during the final stages of lockup once you're putting the, the action into battery. And uh, with that, we've eliminated a lot of the lateral play, and we feel the harmonics of our platforms are much more stable, allowing shots to be taken with different ammunition, and your point of impact shift is minimized, as well as the uh, axial alignment uh, technology that we have grafted into this which uh, basically flows in a straight line from the firing pin axis all the way through the bore uh, which eliminates any tilt or cant in the in the bolt as you put it into battery and so without getting into too many details of that that was axial precision's goal the owner is drew foster i am mark lequeux as i said before and we'll be talking a little bit uh, in this episode about how we started, why we started, uh, more in depth into that, and what we feel we've addressed, and how we can better help you uh, perform in the future with your own um, shooting, whether it be sporting, hunting, or if you're a tactical man uh, for long-range precision. And so we'll go ahead and dive right in uh, after we take a little break and and plug in for Steiner Optics, some of our cooperators. So from our perspective, there are a few optics that we uh, use in-house here at Axial Precision. The ones that we rely on most heavily are going to be the Schmidt & Bender varieties from their PM series, either their Ultra Short or the PM2s. 
Uh, we love the configuration that uh, Schmidt and Bender has placed uh, into so many of their uh, precision optics. Uh, what we've got with the PM series is the full-blown PM uh, 2 with the 5 to 25, and then we have a 3.5 or 3.7 by 27. And uh, those optics are extremely uh, helpful for us as we've been uh, working through exactly how to eliminate uh, any kind of anomalies as we've been building uh, more precision rifles over the course of the last few years. Uh, the Schmidt and Benders, we chose those as kind of our base testing uh, optics and they have become some of the more popular uh, optics uh, for our clientele just because of the amount of trust we put in them. The second class of optics is also related. Uh, again, a, a European optic, it's uh, Steiner. Uh, even though Steiner has been recently acquired by Burris, uh, they are still producing German quality glass. Um, they have an M series uh, optic, which is also uh, right in that same category as the PM series from Schmidt and Bender, has a long history of military service. And then their new T-Series, their tactical line with their zero-loss turret system, offered in also the 5-25 to and the 3-15, to which is a very compact optic. And, and again, we, we love these optics. They have uh, treated us very well uh, over the past uh, four years uh, as we've been testing and shooting. Our clients as well have seen uh, the quality in them. Uh, and they recognize the, the amount of, of labor and, and the precision that these optics are put together. So a plug out for Steiner and Schmidt and Bender, uh, who've been supporting us and our clients uh, for the past four years. Getting back into the topic of the day, which is going to be caliber platform uh, selection. And again, we're going to try and keep these episodes inside that six-minute mark. Uh, well, let's back up just a second here. Let's not uh, jump the gun. So my background real quick. Why am I on here and why do I feel that a podcast is anywhere near my scope of, of reason and why anyone would want to listen to me? I, I honestly don't know. I'm a fairly humble guy. I do have a, a bit of a background with firearms. Uh, in 2000, I became... Uh, one of the last uh, professional hunters in Botswana who is allowed to get his professional hunting license. I took the exam in, in the fall of 2000 and it was one of four out of 39 that passed. Uh, I've been hunting and reloading and shooting in sports uh, my entire life since the time I was six years old. Uh, so I've spent uh, the better portion of 30 years uh, working around firearms uh, reloading, doing ballistics, uh, you know, everything from the early chronographs to working with local gunsmiths to put together uh, different uh, configurations of firearms and then on into growing my own business as a developer uh, and then getting tied in with Drew Foster, who's a good long-term family friend, uh, and our development in pushing forward to make a, our take on a modern precision bolt-action rifle. And we, we spent uh, the better portion of four years working uh, together. Um, <clears throat> Drew's the brains of the outfit, for sure, uh, with regard to uh, development design, uh, how to do the integration of what processes are, are feasible, what aren't. I mean, obviously, uh, we're using modern uh, machining practices, all CNC-driven with our tolerance base just 
really off the charts uh, with modern productivity. We've embraced that, but we've also adhered to a lot of old world tradition with regard to how to index barrels and why we do things the way uh, that that uh, we do to make everything fall into that axial alignment in our in our final products. And so as a, as a pair, uh, I am more of the mouth of the group and Drew is more of the brains of the group. Um, although my history is a little more varied than his, uh, spending years as a professional hunter and uh, working in the firearms industry for, for those uh, years in the field, as well as staying in contact and up to date with uh, modern productions and new calibers and things that have come about in the in the past 20 years. Uh, it's just a, a passion of mine and Drew's passion is the engineering and the physical manifestation of turning a chunk of metal into a working firearm and and his background uh, with mechanics and and the tight tolerances of diesel motors funny enough uh, we just decided to branch out and brace and embrace things uh, that were a little different. Both of us have a passion for hunting and shooting sports and and the precision action of putting a bullet precisely on target at any given distance. Um, anyway, so that, that kind of gives you a background of, of us. Uh, we're not old fellers, uh, technically, I guess. Um, I'm in my early 40s and Drew's in his mid uh, or as of now late 30s. And uh, we just have have developed what we consider one of the f one of the best uh, technical uh, bolt action rifles um, offered on the market today. We've we've changed some of the internal dynamics, uh, even though we knew better than to walk away from the footprint of the Remington 700, accepting parts such as triggers, uh, things that were common in the industry that obviously didn't need to be fixed. Uh, you know, with regard to bolt stops, triggers, uh, bolt knobs, um, you know, things, uh, barrel configurations, uh, diameters, distances, things like that. So uh, all of our platforms mount directly into the Remington 700 style platforms for, say, uh, your chassis systems or your McMillan's or your Manners stocks. Uh, they'll drop right in and bed right up just like a, a normal Remington 700, although the internal dimensions of the action are quite different. Uh, they are uh, very well suited to integrate in uh, common technology. We like to consider uh, what we've done uh, to be a hidden technology uh, additive to, to our rifles so that they do function and feel just like a normal uh, bolt-action firearm that everybody has grown accustomed to over the past couple hundred years. Well, a couple hundred years, that's ridiculous, but 130 years at least. And uh, this is how we go about doing it. And, and the machines that we use are, are again, state-of-the-art. And, and what we like to focus on is uh, bringing one rifle that is uh, as well put together as technologically advanced equipment allows and providing that rifle in a package that our customers reach for time and time again. We, we adhere to that, uh, beware of the man who owns one gun because he probably knows how to use it and we would like to be the, the maker that provides that rifle. And so that's kind of our background. 
So as I said, this is going to take a little bit longer than uh, the six minutes that we're going to shoot for, for the most part. And I may up that to 12 to 14 minutes. Uh, I don't want to bore people, but uh, like my good friend John Lavelle, I, I'd like to keep things relevant and moving forward. Uh, he's part of that warrior poet clan. Uh, we like to make sure that, uh, that we give val uh, relevant information to the consumers, to people that are interested in long-range shooting and hunting and precision uh, sports. And so, uh, again, you're going to have to bear with us as we kind of work through the nitty-gritty details of how long we're going to be on the air every time. And if uh, it demands more, we'll add more time as needed. But for now, talking of calibers, uh, I want to get into this just slightly because there's a definite craze on the market that we're seeing a trending um, and people are buying into what they're being sold as these giant, giant super magnum calibers that are ultra fast and they'll just be the magic uh, fix for everybody's hunting and long range shooting woes. And to be honest with you, from a ballistician's point of view and from a hunter a sportsman's point of view, uh, these new super magnums are, are really a little more... Uh, spe specialized than what the majority of us uh, need in the field. Even myself, I, I don't own a Super Magnum, even though we produce uh, all manner of the Nosler cartridges, the big Magnums in the 300s, the 338s. We also produce, you know, the 28 Noslers, 26 Noslers. Um, we do a lot of the rums. Um, we do some some wild catting uh, in in our that we offer in our production line. Uh, but we try and keep things fairly simple. And to that end, uh, why we've chosen to do that is because, uh, in all reality, bullet manufacturing has progressed so vastly far from when, it, you know, when, when Elmer Keith and those gentlemen uh, were around years and years ago. Uh, bullet performance was marginal at best for the most part, but because of good science and good uh, technology, technological advancements. We now have bullets that are lighter, can be driven faster, and open more reliably and more consistently, uh, uh, and give terminal performance that that we expect. And so, uh, for the most part, platform-wise, I have yet to see very many people who can shoot hard kicking magnums uh, very well. For the uh, for most of us, and myself included, I shoot lighter recoiling rifles better. I place shots better, I hit steel better, I hit targets uh, at unknown distances better when I have a platform that I'm not uh, wincing every time I, I squeeze the trigger. And so uh, to that end, I stick with the 6.5 caliber line. I do own some 30s. Um, they're not real sexy 30s. They're basically 30-06s or that class of 30. The 300 Win Mag would be one of my uh, larger platforms. I have delved into the 300 H, uh, sorry, 300 H and H, and now the 300 Ultra Mag, and that's about as high as I'm going to go in North America. Now that's being said, for hunting, uh, for enjoyment and long range uh, precision work, I do enjoy the 338 Lapua as one of my favorite all-arounders. Um, I haven't gotten into the ELR or the extreme long range shooting, and so. I've stayed away from the 375 Shytex and the Allen Magnums and some of those. I just don't have the, the base of experience uh, with those cartridges because I'm not really uh, the, 
the person to talk to with regard to shooting two miles. Now, David Tubb has a great deal of experience in shooting, vastly more so than I do. And again, uh, I, I relate uh, his work in ELR to, to, you know, kind of pushing that industry forward and, and, and putting real credibility into what those gentlemen are doing. And the accomplishments are quite amazing. 2,500 meters being able to hit, you know, something that's a four by four piece of steel is, is remarkable. And Rex uh, at, at Tiberosaurus Rex at Rex Reviews and Rex Defense, uh, he's also uh, a great friend of ours who we, we trust a lot. And he did, uh, he was kind enough to do our first uh, review series on YouTube with regard to the, the Convergent Series action that we developed. And if you want to see that, you can go ahead and look him up on YouTube, uh, Rex Reviews and uh, Axial Precision. You can type in any of those and, and you'll see how we redefine the modern precision bolt-action rifle. And, and so uh, there are people who are better suited to the extreme long-range uh, portion of, of the shooting sports than, than I am. And, and so I'll stick with my base of knowledge, which is calibers, hunting, bullet performance, velocities, um, terminal performance on game, and developmental issues that will be coming around the corner for you folks that are following us. So with that, let's talk for just a second about uh, what is a, a, an appropriate caliber for the task at hand. And a lot of times uh, we try and accomplish too many things with, with one given platform. But uh, to be honest, I think a lot of people forget that, that the platforms that they own are very uh, capable uh, to do uh, almost anything that, that a person would enjoy doing. Uh, in fact, uh, a long time ago, I was fortunate enough to purchase a Remington, a very early Remington 700 in .30-06 that just has a 22-inch barrel. It does not, it's just a sporter weight action, came in, a, in an ADL style. And I was able to take that rifle and I put it in a, in a more modern stock that a, another client had given me. And that gun will produce uh, 3 8 inch groups with 155 grain bullets all day long. And that rifle, in and of itself, with the stability and how easy it is to shoot and, and the cheapness of the ammunition, and the caliber itself is perfectly capable for me to do anything that I want to do up to elk. Uh, in North America uh, with properly designed bullets and I can take it to the range and truly stretch its legs out to a thousand yards and, and enjoy supersonic uh, accuracy uh, without transferring, uh, without dropping below the transonic uh, shift um, a little bit further than a 308 might do it. And, and I can drive three and five inch, three to five inch groups at a thousand yards with the same uh, load that I use for hunting. So that platform is truly a very universal platform. So in today's modern uh, cartridges, uh, we have equivalencies, the 280 Ackley, the 6.5. I know that the PRC is out there, but uh, what we're seeing from the 6.5 family is the 6.5 Sherman line of cartridges. Uh, Rich Sherman developed a, a great line of cartridges uh, from uh, the 25 caliber on up to the 338 in both standard and short action configurations. He uses rum cases for the shorts, uh, or modified rum cases for the short actions, and or SOM, I guess I should say, short action ultramag. 
And then for his longer action or standard action, he uses a 270 uh, wind case uh, to just blown out into different configurations uh, in different uh, uh, shoulder dimensions, body tapers, things like that. And he worked up uh, the ability to drive uh, perfect sized hunting bullets, heavy for caliber, uh, very quickly uh, above 3,000 feet per second for the most part in all of them. Uh, and 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 the platforms are very stable, very barrel friendly. His uh, his case design is extraordinarily efficient, and that's what gives uh, him his cartridge an edge, or his cartridges edge an edge over the Ackley Expresses and um, or the Ackley Improved, sorry, uh, cartridges and and the sh the other short uh, like the regular Psalms and even the Ruger Compact Magnums. And so the 6.5 PRC uh, driving a 147 at uh, 2920 or 2930, uh, his 6.5 SST will drive that same bullet, 147 grains, easily to 3150. And we can push them as high as 3200 with just a little bit of hand loading. Uh, but for the offerings that uh, we have available currently, uh, head stamped brass that's properly coming from Atlas Development Group, uh, they they it's it's easy for us to start guys out with a 24 inch barrel uh, or a 22 inch barrel even in getting the 3150 that we we advertise. And so we I stick with the 6.5 calibers now. Now, for me, the 6.5 Creedmoor is my go anywhere in North America, find ammunition, and, and go hunting. Uh, it's becoming so common that, that that's one of my favorite calibers now is the 6.5 Creedmoor up to about cow elk is what I use that one for. Uh, for bull elk, uh, I'll graduate up to the 6.5 SST from, from Rich and driving the 147s at that at that velocity um, uh, that we were discussing earlier at the 3150 to 3200 mark and and if i really think i need a heavy hitter because i'm going to be in bear country um, he has a 338 uh, sherman uh, cartridge that fits in a standard action that that will drive a 225 right there at 3000 feet per second and just really enjoy those cartridges for the power they contain and and their efficiency and so the platforms, uh, again, I like platforms that uh, have a little bit more of a tactical appeal maybe, although our lightweight hunting stock from Axial uh, was designed by me and Drew. Uh, I actually cut that stock uh, plug in, in his garage many years ago, and uh, we had it computer scanned. We had it laser scanned and then uh, 3D modeled uh, so that we could turn that into our current mold for our AP light weight stock our carbon light stock and that's that stock weighs 33 ounces i enjoy firearms uh weight classes from about seven pounds to around eight and a half pounds uh, that will let me do just about anything i want it hamstrings me a little bit with regard to prs shooting or precision long range shooting because of the lightweight uh, nature of the firearm uh, that i field or the firearms that i field uh, my biometric signature uh, is relayed to those lighter firearms a little more uh, robustly than it would be to a, a 16 or 18 pound gun that some of my uh, colleagues shoot. And so I, I enjoy having multiple, I enjoy having multiple uh, needs filled by one platform. And for me, 
um, a 6.5 SST or a 6.5 Creed in a 7.5 pound gun with a carbon fiber proof barrel uh, topped with a Steiner T-Series or the Ultra Short 3 to 20 from Schmidt & Bender is my North American go-to get everything done <coughs> Excuse me, out to a thousand yard platform. So that being said, there you kind of have our start and, and my theory. How we get uh, further than this and when we delve into more topics, I'll have guests that come on uh, that, that help me discuss relevant uh, uh, topics of the day and we'll talk more and more about technology, bullets, velocities, how to get from one place to the next in an awful hurry. And from us at Axial Precision, myself included, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next run.